Mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Hey, when is that guy going to come up with a new intro? Holy cow, I think that thing must be four years old. Time flies, especially flies when you're as busy as I am. We're out here working hard, doing patriotic shit. We're exploring the universe and how it's all coming together at the right time. And that's what this podcast is all about. I've met an interesting character recently named Dave42. Um, I, I know his last name, but uh, recently he, he said he would just like to go by Dave42. So Dave, with the, uh, the number that is the answer to the meaning of life, as far as Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy goes. So this character has come into my life through Telegram, through my friend MJ, Emily Johnson, and her um, feed on Telegram, the Indecent Disclosure channel. Um, We will have all links in the show notes. But I'm going to interview Dave in the future. This right here is a little teaser, a little 50-minute teaser on uh, the kind of skills and uh, multiple subjects um, that this guy has information on. I've often said he is the Forrest Gump of military and civilian intelligence. Uh, I think he kind of likes that because it even astonishes him uh, how many interesting characters in life he has come across, how many companies he has contracted for, and just all of the interesting circumstances that uh, he's gone through. Um, He is quite smart, most likely a genius, and he's come into uh, my little subgroups of truth seekers and just been a blessing, a very pleasant person, a very interesting person. I'm going to shut up. Let's get to um, this particular. It's not an interview. This was a chat on the Indecent Disclosure channel on Telegram. Um, again, links will be in the show notes. And again, I am an audiophile. I care very much about audio. These Telegram chats create the absolute worst audio. Um, This was uh, about four hours into the chat, maybe three and a half hours into the chat, um, and I I captured the last hour of the recording. I've edited to the best of my abilities, but every single voice comes in at a different audio level, so I've done everything I could. This is a rough audio. Cut. I only mean this as a preview and a little teaser to the high-quality audio that I will be creating with Dave in a one-on-one interview in the near future. Enjoy. Something I posted where a doctor in England was talking about Marburg, and he was talking about something in the frontal cortex that Dave was talking about just a couple inches in from the forehead and above the ear, and he was basically describing the frontal cortex. And it's yeah, C twenty three. It's something about biting, and he was talking about a zombie apocalypse. Now, you know, you don't know what what is misinformation, what is disinformation. We talk about a die off, we talk about a slow die off. What is this Marburg and MJ? Did you see that? Okay, here's here's what it is: is the the Marburg is actually not Marburg. Um, it is uh, 
the protein sequence that they came up with contains um, lipid ties of various uh, their their fat tying together uh, short segments of different um, uh, viral codes. Okay, and one of the viral codes, the segment they use is from dengue fever, and it triggers a uh, enzyme, which is uh, it's not C thirty eight. I'm trying to remember the uh, off the top of my head. I can't remember the na name of the enzyme. I'd have to look at my notes, but uh, it triggers this enzyme. It happens to be the uh, same enzyme that uh, a chemical called Easy Timbre is the brand name um, defeats in the human body, and uh, that inhibitor will block the portion of uh, the spike protein that it actually gives you the hemorrhagic effect. Now, the hemorrhagic effect is your body accumulates too much of this enzyme because of the trigger of the protein sequence that's in the spike protein, and that trigger then causes uh, your own immune system to attack your tissue, uh, thinking that it's foreign matter and causes the hemorrhaging. Now, I first saw this um, with uh, 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 apologetic, uh, apologetic Christian's uh, daughter uh, had uh, picked up off from uh, her clothing uh, late stage shedders uh, spike protein that uh, left her with uh, severely bloodshot eyes. And those bloodshot eyes, I just put a snapshot in, look like Marburg or Ebola. Uh, they're neither. It's literally just this uh, enzyme off from. Yeah, that scared the crap out of me. I sent you photos at like 2 a.m. after I got off work. Yeah, you're sending me a video of your kid, and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. I, I see what that is. But that's uh, all it took was some uh, antihistamine, and um, I forget, uh, there was, I think, a chamomile or something was all it took to block it. But uh, easy timbre uh, blocks the accumulation. So that's a uh, yeah. anti-cholesterol drug. I think I used uh, budesonide. Um, yep, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, I was telling Possibly. you to get Ventolin. Ventolin has the the budesonide in it. Yep. Yeah. So we do we have, have to worry about shedding. Oh yeah, I'm suffering from it right now. I just um, I got exposed uh, Saturday last week and got a full blown sinus infection. Finally got over the sinus infection uh, today, and we went out and stopped by some friends' house. Uh, our friend's shop, I should say, and uh, uh, both of them are triple jabbed. And by the time I got home, I had two-hour migraine and freaking, you know, I took a whole bunch of uh, uh, prednisone and, and uh, uh, HCQ and did a flush, you know, did, flushed out my sinuses and all. But, yeah, I have, like, severe allergic reaction to them. And it's every time. Every time I'm around somebody that's been jabbed, I, I can tell within an hour. And there is a difference just to, I'm going to draw back to like two hours ago, the conversation, because I've got a, a loved one, uh, one of my favorite employees. She, she got the single jab and I just, I, I pretty much ordered her to never get it again. And you're, you're implying, I think you said that it's, it, it may not be the first one. It may not be the second one, the third one for sure. 
fourth yeah. one 100%. But what, what Tori talks about is cohorts. And you didn't say cohort because I've, I've always like kind of had some hope and some faith that maybe in my community we get the saline. And I think Frank Castle was talking about the saline. Can, can you I have speak a perfect to that? example of cohorts, if you don't mind, Dan, um, a personal experience of exactly what Tori was saying. Um, so my cousin is 33, just had a, a child after doing in vitro all this expensive stuff. Him and his wife lived in Dickinson, North Dakota um, when she just got pregnant. When she was 10 months pregnant, they moved to Crosby area of Minnesota. Well, she was like a CNA in North Dakota, and the Dickinson area has a lot of, like, politicians, right? Um, the, his wife, Johnny, got the COVID shot in Dickinson. No side effects, nothing. My cousin Brandon, when they moved to Minnesota, the, elect the electrician's union made him get the shot, what he said. He, I didn't know he even got it until he called me and said that he has some rare form of fast-growing kidney uh, cancer. And um, so I asked him, I said, did you get the shot in Dickinson with Johnny? Like, I don't understand. He said, no, I got it in Crosby. And that's why Tori said we need to FOIA the cohorts and the one that we can actually FOIA for is remdesivir and I believe the vaccine too because it is under EUA. It's not FDA approved, which means they have to be reporting the side effects of it, right? Yep. So, yeah, I'll, I'll drop that document for the reporting on there. Yeah, so like my cousin just happened to be in a population where, where people were above the, the age of like 60 was he lives in a very old, uh, small town. I think the house he bought was built in 1905 um, in Aiken, Minnesota. And yeah, it, they're trying to take out the part of the population that knows real history. I mean, think about it. Um, Tori did the whole orphan thing. They want all of the children that are in public education, they want to brainwash them. And then we're next. Like, they're going to go after us, those of us that are big freedom lovers, and we know real history, and then they're going to rewrite it. They've done this before. Yep. But, yeah, no, that, that's, that's my opinion. That's their plan, because all they, they're, they're not creative. They're going by something that they did before. And if you know what they've done before, you know exactly what they're going to do next. They, they fail to be able to create, and that's... That's their biggest downfall. Is they can't come up with a new plan. They have to tell you what their plan is, and they've published. Yes, and it's right trust there. You, their, yeah. Trust, trust the plan. plan. Yeah. Trust their plan. They have a script, and they're following it, and they always have, right? Yeah. And you can read in. I mean, you know, it used to be a, it was super secret. No, nah, it's not. You can read in. And even if you know a little bit about uh, clinicals, like doing any kind of uh, experimentation, um, if you're if you're trying to do a double blind, you need to have a control group. And in order, you can do a control group by uh, by having it double blind in uh, using. When I say double blind, different batch numbers, different. Um, different locations and the numerical way that you do it is 
is 12%, 30%, 80%, and 100%. And that leaves you with 81% uh, with the test and a 19% statistical control group. And that's what they've done. And you can see that in the VARS data by the progression of reported effects. I, I pay attention to the VARS. I pay attention to, um, I can't, it's not coming to me right now, but the, the global um, reporting system. What doesn't make sense, and I don't mean to push back respectfully, no. um, if, if they're just putting this out there to do nefarious things, then why adhere to reporting and some sort of uh, structure? Is it just to keep the, um, the NPC doctors and marketers and employees in line like they're actually no, doing? No, 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 no. It, they uh, just, um, are, are you familiar with uh, alchemy at all? A little bit, just from just from research and understanding. And I'm sorry, Vigi Access. That was the other one that I'm familiar with. Uh, so alchemy. Once something is, of, yeah, it's the repetition and the uh, ritual. Okay, so part of it is that adherence to the ritual. Now the other part of it is the belief in um, a. a what they call the emergence of the perfect man and in emerging a perfect man they will become the heroes as the creator of that perfect man and this is a concept that the nazis followed very closely that's why they kept such tight records of everything they did and that's the exact same reason that these nazis are keeping the exact same type of records it's not to convince anybody, it's they see it as their great work, and that's what they call it—the great work. May I ask the, a question? It's I, uh, it's it's been niggling me a little bit. Sure. Um, are we okay? So, are certain people put in place to be at certain, not so much even location, but that they are? born to certain into certain families to certain sets of parents like that but it's kind of predestined i don't know yeah, I, no, I've, I've actually thought about that um uh, i don't know i i don't know I, uh, I know my my mom is a brilliant woman um um my dad not so much okay and where was I intentionally born into that family? That family has not given me any benefit other than uh, social recognition at, at one point. You know, that that's it. Really, I'm not estranged from my family, but I'm I'm not closely tied to it either. So, I don't know if that's uh, actually what, how it works. Now, I know in the past, um, successful families would tend to have opportunity just simply because. Um, there was a belief in the genetic progression of success. In other words, you know, the elite families were special, and, you know, of royal blood and all that crap. And, and uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it. I, I just, I think, um, I'll give you a perfect example. Is uh, uh, a friend of ours that has passed away. Her, her name was Hillary Holston. Now, you've heard of Holston Perina, you know, a, a very wealthy family. Um, 
Hillary's favorite thing to do in life was to iron clothes. She would take in ironing from neighbors because she loved it. And it was her that actually gave me the, the concept that God has created all of us with a love for the thing that is our purpose in life. Now, how useful it was for her to love to iron clothes. And she was good at it. She would, you know, press shirts and everything beautifully. Um, but yet here she was, this daughter of a multi multi millionaire had, you know, a silver spoon and she spit it out and went and, you know, ironed clothes. So I don't know if it's necessarily they're born in. Now I do know that some family lines are cursed and there's no doubt about that. Like the Gates family, that family is cursed. You know, you can look through time and see every one of those gates have been evil you know, all the way back. Um, other families, yeah, there are some evil families out there. I, I can say any of the descendants of Bethany would be uh, evil. I've heard that the Kennedy family is cursed as well, but I wasn't sure if that was true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, the old man did some nasty things. Uh, I don't know before then. I know when I'm saying the old man, I'm talking about uh, um, JFK's father. You know, he was a rum runner. He's the one that was tying barrels to the bottom of ships, bringing them down the coast, you know, into Massachusetts. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Yeah, uh, he was uh, connected with the mob. Yeah, yeah, he was a rum runner. He was tied in with Meyer Lansky and, uh, you know, down in Cuba. And they were making rum and he would bring the rum to Canada and then float it down on tied to the bottom of ships in barrels tied, you know, under the, uh, under the water. I don't know if others in the group are sensing this, but a few months ago I had this realization and that, um, I'm living at the lowest common denominator of, of my life with other people. Uh, and, and, and then when I made a decision that, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I, I don't want to live at this lowest common denominator. Uh, two of my friends that I didn't know were narcissists just got mad at me and said, I don't want to be a friend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, like God answered my prayers or something. You know? I posted the Pfizer Vax uh, reporting sheet up on the thing there. Uh, take a look at section 8.3 in this. Uh, go to the uh, table of contents and you can just click on it. It'll take you right to the... Uh, uh, section adverse events and serious adverse reactions 8.3.5 exposure during pregnancy or breastfeeding and occupational exposure they knew they knew when they released it that it was going to cause the death of children john to add, i mean sorry i'm sorry dave to add to that i think it's actually fracturing people's consciousness i'm watching people who are vaxxed right yeah and some of them, they just, it's not like they're not with it, like, oh, get with the program type of attitude, but they're not, they're not that present. I don't know how to explain it, but I know they're checked out. <laughs> so when I'm talking well, to them. You want to see I'm this not... presentation here. Uh, I'm going to post the presentation for you and you can watch the presentation and that'll answer your question even before you ask it, because it's, uh, uh, let me find it. I just, just had it in front of me and then I skipped over it. Um, crap, I get so much stuff on my desktop, I'm having to scroll through. Um, 
Oh, uh, you guys can stream too, right? Yeah, let me just give you the link to the stream. Uh, this was actually on our servers from 2004 over in Peshawar. Uh, uh, um, we carried uh, briefings for Bagram, and the briefing was done uh, someplace in Washington, D.C., and relayed through uh, Melbourne, Australia, uh, over to us, and we kept it on the server for them so that they could watch it. VMAT2 gene, that's the one they were going after. Yeah, this is the DARPA-funded fundamental vaccine that they tested out to spray people in Iraq for. They were well, they did. They sprayed. Yeah. They sprayed them in 2012, and in 2014, um, University of, South, of North Carolina Chapel Hill uh, had a serum treatment, uh, the monoclonal antibodies, and I thought I was going to be headed over into that area. So I took serum treatment in 2014. It was called uh, SHNC014. So when all this crap started, I'm like, well, if, if they're talking about SARS, then, um, you know, I have antibodies for it. I'll, I'll go donate antibodies, right? Uh, so I offered serum. And then as soon as they came out with the protein test, not the, the PCR, but the uh, antibody test, um, I volunteered and, and they tested me and said, yes, you're positive for the antibodies, but you've had no prior do diagnosis of COVID-19, so we're calling it a false positive. And at that point, I said, no, this is nonsense. This is absolute garbage, what they're doing. There's no disease. So I started tracking, um, I hate to say it, but I started tracking credit card receipts and uh, in New York City, where the outbreak was worse, and in uh, Italy, where the outbreak was worse, and it was centered around food deliveries from two companies, uh, Smithfield Pork Company mm -hmm. and a Pakistani uh, a poultry company. And uh, the one in Italy was from, what's that? Mm. I said that's interesting because Smithfield Pork came into the conspiracy theorist realm right around the time uh -huh. COVID-19 came out. And I call it I'm kidding with the conspiracy theorists, but it was it's almost like they try to give you a soft disclosure of what's right. coming. Well right? no, they so shut they down twenty-five they shut down twenty-five facilities. Now the freaking horrible part about it was is that um, last year they came out and admitted that they had humanized the pork, that the pork had human lung tissue. Now, you'll see uh, there was a recent, uh, Indiana, there was a recent thing where they shut down a meat factory because they found uh, human DNA in their in their meat products. Well, it's not human DNA, it's humanized animals. So the Chinese are literally freaking cloning, you know, oh part gosh. human yeah. pigs and shit. And then selling that. it to us, yeah. That's why I said, you know, the, the popularity of, uh, well, what is it? Um, there's one cell line in all the vaccines that comes from fetal tissue. I was talking about that uh, with you, Brianna. Yeah, that SK, whatever. Yeah, that's um, uh, the woman's uh, cancer cells. That's They use it as an oh, adjective in all the vaccines. Yeah, Henrietta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, and, and Tori played these clips like this, um fundamental vaccine guy, DARPA guy, talking about um, doing this. This was in 2004 when they poached the idea. And I want to say Brennan, Brennan's voice was in there. Um, yeah. I believe. So. No, he's, it, and, Brennan's sitting freaking, 
He's uh, he's the one leaning forward in his seat, third, uh, second from the left. Yeah. He's the one that was like in the background. If you turn it up all the way and put in some earbuds, you can hear him say things like, um, "So, what do you want us to do? Cast scan people before we blow their brains out to see if they're got if they have a." No, and you know, here's this kind of stuff. It's 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 so fucking outrageous that people believe it's outlandish and it's it's literally you know these guys do this as their job right so you think about you know you do a a, a mundane job these guys are doing this this is their mundane job right you know they go to work eight hours a day and come home and sleep you know uh, there there's something definitely wrong yeah i wanted to say you know when did water um, start being polluted, I guess, or controlled, like um, where they have water commissions and stuff. Do you know? Oh, uh, actually, um, this had to do with uh, uh, grid yards with them uh, producing uh, fertilizer. Um, the limestone uh, usually forms in uh, areas where there's high concentrations of fluorites. And uh, sodium fluoride is relatively benign, but uh, hydrosilicic uh, fluoric acid is what's being put in the water. And that started uh, with the industrialization of the production of uh, fertilizers. Uh, they needed a place to put the toxic waste, and by classifying it as a food additive or a water additive, a taste additive. Uh, they were enabled to distribute it all over the country as a um, instead of it being waste, but being a product. So that structure was put in. Yeah, the fluoridation of water in the in the seventies was to offset this uh, demand by the fledgling EPA to get rid of this uh, horrible waste product. So, so it would be like it'd be like if they took nuclear waste and said it was good for you, eat it. Well, like they did with something that they call uh, neotame or NutraSweet, which is actually uh, uh, botulinum bacteria. When it eats uh, certain types of nuclear waste, uh, secretes a hyper um, uh, stimulant for um, the palate, and the way the hyper stimulant works is that it shocks. Uh, the bitter uh, and sour taste buds at the nerve root and causes you to taste sweet. So your diet Coke and your diet soft drinks, or you're actually consuming a, a nuclear waste byproduct. Then I was pointing out like Dominion. Dominion's actually <coughs> is still Sequoia, is still ESNS. It's still the same company. It's the, the, the facilities haven't changed. Personnel rotates. Um, they, they'll change their corporate office. Uh, and most of the time, their corporate office is some legal office someplace. Right. Yeah, there's like two employees out of it. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, the CEO and mean. the CFO are, are the only two people that have a, right. a physical location and they subcontract out the other stuff the people that go out in the field because it's it's plausible deniability right so twice removed 
So then you have yep. companies well, that that and then, deliver the flash drives. All these machines are coming out of the same location. 1001 Broken Sound, uh, Northwest Broken Sound Parkway, Boca Raton. That's where they come from. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been that way since uh, 2004. And that's, they bought the, uh, in, I think it was 95, they bought the IBM complex, the IBM campus down there. Yeah, because Tori said that Dominion was pretty much like, you know, the front man that they pretty much got suckered into deploying and putting their name on these machines because the machines were already made and sold and purchased back. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's it's literally, it's this investment company that uh, they're real estate company and they buy the real estate. Okay. And if you take a look at who the shareholders are in that company, you're like, holy crap. It's Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush. uh, I knew Ed Grotto. Uh, Stanford Crane, um, you know, uh, the facility was known as Sensormatic before it was uh, Smartmatic, and then it became uh, Sequoia, and then they bought uh, Seidel, and they used Seidel name, and they used ESNS, and then they changed to another name. But the software they were using was a Venezuelan company, uh, two guys out of Venezuela who uh, wrote the software for corporate elections, okay? And there's multiple classes of voters. So you have percentage votes, you have preloading, you have all the things that we're seeing. It's not a mystery. It's literally like this was open source software, right? Here's the thing is the CIDL, when they brought the CIDL software in, the CIDL software, what it does is it does the broadcast of the tabulation, And the way that it works is it's a separate box that through the internet logs into the tabulation machines and downloads. It's a database called it's a SQL database. Okay. It's not even MS SQL. They're, they're running an open source SQL database. You know, even SQL changed my SQL changed to, uh, um, uh, Maria. Okay. And got rid of the security flaws. So they're running this unsecured database. The software queries it and posts the results, okay? It doesn't have any uh, capability of determining, you know, what's in the database. It just yanks from the database. Now, on the tabulation machines, on the tabulation machines, they can be preloaded. The scanner machines, the drivers for the scanner machines come out of OS2, and they can have watermark put on so the scanners can fill in. They have dynamic watermarking, so they can fill in checkboxes, no problem. Okay, with the you know what I'm talking about with dynamic, it's supposed to be a photograph. It's not a photograph. Okay, right. it's like an old fax scan, right? And they can overlay, they can overlay checkboxes on it. Okay, no problem whatsoever. Then it goes to adjudication. Now adjudication has access to um, to dispute or to send for further physical adjudication. So a certain percentage goes to further adjudication. In the physical adjudication, it's supposed to be uh, uh, people from either party of the dominant parties, okay? So if you have three equal parties, uh, there should be three people sitting at the desk there looking at the ballot images, okay? But they're already polluted by that point. Now, 
it's supposed to be a common vote, but what they got is they got one person there and they're sitting there adjudicating maybe 200,000 ballots. Okay. Real fast. Boom, 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 boom. Now, straight party ticket votes, which are real easy to do on that machine, you know, click and it's a straight party vote. They're finding that straight party votes are split up after adjudication. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, if somebody t clicks, you know, uh, clicks Republican for a straight party vote, right? And three or four Democrat. select candidates in that ballot will be marked Democrat. Oh, which would which would throw out the whole? It would disqualify the whole ballot. Right. Well, the software itself should be dis disqualified right off the bat. If, right. if you go, if you go back, uh, they probably pulled it by now. I was trying to download it, and I, I couldn't get a full copy of the latest version. But uh, back in 90, uh, like 97, 98, uh, Frontier Software was on SourceForge. So if you go into the uh, Internet Archive, uh, there was copies of it there, and I didn't, I didn't successfully download the whole 350, you know, the whole zip file. So I, I don't have a copy of it. But I, I remember back then we, we were looking at doing um, – add-ons to do like a um the old grocery tellers used to have the electronic grocery tellers used to have a thing where the the number rang up and it was on it red leds uh we were thinking of doing those things for uh you know the people waiting in line to vote you know just have something that showed the tabulations you know on a red led thing i have a question it's actually a very selfish question I'm looking to, I was looking to buy a home and I'm pretty, uh, pretty much priced out now because of the high cost of uh, homes in California. Um, quick question. Uh, should I buy some land and just build something on it? Uh, you should wait for about another six to eight months and there's going to be a glut on the market of uh, properties. Um, in the interim, you need to uh, make sure that your money is not in something that shrinks. Um, uh -huh. uh, we have we have three convergences happening on on the real estate thing. Is that uh, first is we got a large number of people dying, which is putting uh, estate properties uh, six months out after death because these are unplanned deaths. So uh, they have to go through probate. It takes about six months to get through the courts, and then. Um, Either the bank or the uh, the inheritance uh, will put those houses up on sale. That's going to create a glut. We have uh, people walking away from properties with variable mortgages. Uh, the mortgage rates are going to go through the roof. So uh, that's going to add to it. Um, the uh, third aspect is, is people just aren't going to have the money. So the number of days on market is going to increase. After that period, that period will last for about three months, and then uh, prices will go through the roof again. Okay, but um, in that period, so uh, going out about eight months to twelve months is when you want to be looking at buying a piece of property, unless you I find a deal right now. Going you know? down. I noticed that land prices are going down, whereas home prices are going up. I wasn't sure if there was something there. Yeah. Yeah, there is. What's happening there is that the Treasury has been given uh, the ability to purchase uh, homes, to purchase mortgages. 
Um, you can get a land contract. You can get uh, a build contract on an empty piece of land, but you cannot get an outright mortgage. Uh, it has to be real estate uh, in the form of a home in order for uh, BlackRock to be able to purchase it. So right now we're competing with uh, part of what Trump did back in uh, 2020. Uh, they're still buying up uh, mortgage properties. And the idea is, is that they'll use those for HUD. They'll use those for uh, securing a gain in uh, U.S. Treasury. So the Treasury is actually buying property. And they're using BlackRock as the, uh, the, in other words, the Treasury has a large account in BlackRock, and BlackRock is taking possession of the, of the, uh, the homes. So you'll see a lot of rental, you know, a lot of agencies, a lot of companies looking to buy something to uh, uh, rent it. Uh, in our particular neighborhood, uh, we have one uh, family whose parents passed away. And they're, they've been renting it for a while. They're looking to sell it. And we have a moratorium. You have to be an owner for 18 months before you can rent. And uh, it's causing a problem for them because uh, this company is looking to place somebody in it, reevaluate the entire thing, and sell the package as a, uh, a commercial property with a three-year lease attached to it. So... Um, in commercial real estate, it's called churning. There's a couple of people who teach it, but it's um, basically any property that you buy, if you attach a lease to it, you can call it a commercial property and you can charge uh, three times the value of the lease plus the value of the property and any improvements. So it increases the value of it. And that's what's happening. That's why the prices all jumped crazy. I find it interesting in your thesis and answering the question um, it implies that the fiat money system that we're currently under will maintain. Um, no, it's it. What we've got going on is we have the actual money system, which is um, the U.S. Treasury has purchased the Federal Reserve Bank, and uh, the per current occupational regime is trying to re-encumber the U.S. Treasury under the Federal Reserve Bank when. The U.S. Treasury owns 84% of the Federal Reserve Bank system now. So, Yes, I remember it, when Trump did that. It's very interesting. Even even economists yeah. I know and people that are interested um, and have studied, spent their whole lives get a little confused. And there's um, debate on what's going on. Uh, for example, the reverse repo window. Some people think yeah. that's bad. But what they're doing is they're sucking up the dollars from the globe that's actually helping us. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's actually it's strong for the Treasury. Um, a lot of people, once we're out of this occupational regime, um, we'll see some huge benefits to that. Now, um, long drawn out thing. Um, uh, I will I'll dig it out and I'll send you something that a partner of mine, uh, a guy named Lenny Harris, he's. Uh, he was the inheritor of uh, Harris Corp, you know, the electronics firm. Yes. Um, he actually had a crisis of conscience and uh, came to work for free for me. He worked with me for three years, no cost. Um, Lenny wrote this document called A Noble Dream, and we gave it to Jared uh, back in uh, 2016, uh, Jared Kushner. And a lot of the elements in this 
uh, Trump actually implemented. And it was part of our uh, bigger program that I've been trying to, to launch. And the idea was in that document, we were talking about the BLM having uh, mineral energy mineral assays of $156 trillion sitting under the State Department and being controlled by the IMF. And that BLM was never actually under the State Department. It was, it was a forgery done during the Clinton administration. Uh, they funded a fake BLM under the State Department and let the uh, Treasury BLM go unfunded. And Harry Reid was the one who uh, appointed his son to run it. And that was a whole Bundy Ranch thing and all that crazy stuff that was going on. They were trying to sell federal land to China and, and do all kind of crazy stuff. Now, um, in 2018, in 2018, he canceled funding for the State Department BLM and returned it back to the U.S. Treasury. And that's where the money came from to pay to buy up the debt of the United States. And that's exactly what they did. And that's how they purchased the Federal Reserve Bank. So that's why they were able to increase the, the money in circulation uh, that had been dropped in 2008. And again, in 2012, um, the, M th the money in circulation paid into circulation should always be 3% of what uh, M3 capital is. And that's all the transactions. Yeah. Uh, Obama had dropped it down uh, to 148 billion with 600 billion in the IMF. And it was supposed to be 2.4 trillion in circulation. That's money in, you know, currency in circulation. Uh, what Trump did during the, the first part of the COVID thing in 2020 was actually with the COVID relief bill dump that 2.4 trillion back into the economy. That's why we had a net growth of 30% in quarter three of uh, the United States because we had been in a negative monetary velocity due to the fact that Obama had uh, shifted the capital out of the United States and Trump was bringing it back into the United States. Now, that yeah. I believe is what triggered all of the actions that took place in 2020, all, all the crap. Help, let me help people in the chat, if I'm not mistaken, just from what you were saying, that would explain the weirdness we were seeing with the debt clock, where yeah. uh, for some it reason ticked backwards. Debt, it was going down. It was going yeah. down. Because we were buying BLM, the debt. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say BLM, you're talking about the Bureau of Land Management. Correct. Not Black Lives Matter. And they did that intentionally, by the way. That's that's not accidental. That was intentional. That was to obfuscate. To cover you know, up. To, yeah. Yeah. To, to cover up. Yeah. Hide what was going on. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Most of the most of the names of things, uh, when you go through and you you look, there'll be uh, the real thing, and then there'll be a fraudulent, uh, like second tier that people fall into, and you know, even in the truther movement, you find it. Um, one of the big ones that will probably burst a lot of bubbles and piss a lot of people off, but um, there's the uh, a Shastra in Hinduism called uh, Shastra Atun, A-T-U-I-N, that was the basis for the Thule Society in uh, pre-Nazi Germany uh, to develop a story of Aryan uh, dominance and Aryan progression into uh, India, creating the, the great civilization of India under this idea of uh, a Tartar 
uh, a earlier Tartar civilization um, and the uh, the flat earth is literally the uh, the disc shown in artist representation of the vision of Etuen, the, the Shastra Etuen. So when you look at the actual stuff and you look at what's being pushed out there, uh, this is obviously a PSYOP and by associating it with the Thule Society, you're also associating it with eugenics and white supremacy. So they're you know, their whole focus has been to push, oh, we have these millions of white supremacists here in the United States, and here's the proof. Look, they all believe in the flat earth, right? Oh, That's what okay. that program is. And it's a disinformation program. And it's if you trace the roots of it, you'll find it. It's right there. And it doesn't take long to do. You can go back and you can take a just type in uh, um, legend of A2N and look at the images, and you'll see the flat earth. A T U I N, and it's a big. It's the story of, uh, you know, a flat disc with a center mountain. Everything that you hear about uh, the idea of flat Earth. So, you know what I really like? I really like that I've come across you, my my interesting friend, and we've spent six hours. Hours and hours. Yeah, I know. That's pretty ridiculous. And yet, and yet, I still think that I can come up with original content in a conversation and yeah. I still look forward to what you're doing with broken. Yeah. And, um, I want to say for, for everyone that we appreciate you uh, oh, no worries, guys. exploring these ideas and coming out of the woodwork, right? Cause, yeah. uh, there's a lot of us that have been fighting for a long time, but we don't have necessarily the tools. Uh, we, there's just something that we've known or, um, there's something, there's a feeling, there's uh, maybe talking with the universe and communicating in that way. Mm -hmm. Some would say God, but uh, here we are all coming together um, in this magical moment. And um, I wanted to thank you, Dave, for, for being brave. Um, no worries, man. Sorry for all my sniffling and, and wheezing and everything over here. And if anybody's paying detailed attention, Dave doesn't believe in all this white hat uh Patriots and control stuff, and yet he just shared with us some detailed underpinnings of a plan that Trump put in place um, that did uh, pulled the levers of the economy that made a lot of sense and helped our country. So yeah, oh um, yeah, no, the guy, the guy did some phenomenal stuff, and I'm not critical of this, but that's not his forte. Okay. He's an old school guy, and that's not his forte. Um, from the people that I've met, uh, not many of them are of that level. So he definitely has some some people in the background advising him, and it's interesting because, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like I said, you know, Lenny, um, Lenny sat down. He took a look at uh, what we were calling at that time the coupon exchange, and that grew out of a two thousand seven two thousand eight work on. Uh, the exchanges for blockchain, you know, for Bitcoins. And we wrote a lot of the software for uh, uh, blockchain, um, mm -hmm. both the polling software and the, uh, I, I was the SHA-256 guy. That was my function. And I did the uh, the polling on uh, uh, the automatic ban, um, fail to ban on the, uh, uh, the miners poll. You know, when miners get together to to combine their hardware, 
So okay. uh, what we discovered in June of 2013 was uh, there is a calculation error um, that exposes the whole thing. And it, none of it's secure, none of it, uh, no blockchain, no blockchain is um, secure, safe, or uh, anonymous. Uh, all of it is wide open. And we went, uh, this was, um, we were afraid of being accused with, uh, as conspiring to uh, produce a, um, a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme. Uh, we turned that over to the Miami FBI office with all the source code and everything else in 2013. And they've continued to run with it. Now, the investors that were in there were um, nefarious types. There were uh, people who were selling drugs online, people doing online gambling and looking for a way to pay their customers, uh, you know, online, you know, across state borders and all that. And, you know, they're, they're nefarious people. And, uh, you know, that's who funded the whole damn thing. And, and they continued with it along with the FBI having a wide open book on them. So it really didn't start rearing its head until uh, they used Colonial Pipeline, used them to pay uh, a ransom. And they reversed those charges off from that. And I can tell you with Titan, um, that entire blockchain was solved by June 28th. So every conceivable combination, every conceivable wallet, it's wide open. So don't matter what variety you do, it's it's an open book. And, you know, I can give you phone logs if you want them, because I have phone logs of all the uh, the phone calls back there with the group. And John, Asian John went on and made Ethereum. So. I, just, I just get confused. I just get confused because uh, what it all means, right? Because we got the Panama Papers, we got the WikiLeaks, all this yeah. stuff comes out and nothing happens. And, and I, no, and I'm no, who are you going to go to? This is... This is why I looked at it and I said, no, no, we're, we're, we're fighting it the wrong direction. They control us by controlling, by keeping everything expensive. See, they control the money. If everything is expensive, then they have control over everything. If you make everything free, everything cheap, they have no control. That's the trick is to create the parallel system where you don't need to use their money. Uh, go, are you going to build another web, um, not like a, not like Google run thing, but like open web or something like that, where people can can have access or their rights are not violated on the internet? Yeah, or, what the way that it'll work for the average person is uh, we're doing a what's called a top level domain a TLD. So uh, let's say you want to privately go look at uh, the CIA reading room, okay? You want to do FOIA requests through the private reading room at uh, CIA. So you would type in uh, cia.gov.rtld, uh, oh, whatever RTLD ends up being, okay? So dot, uh, French fry, okay? So cia.gov.french fry. And what that does is that makes every phone around you ask for the same page and relay that page to you. So it's not one phone going and getting it. It's thousands of phones going and getting it. So the more people use it, the faster it becomes. Now that aspect of it also. The processing means that it's, power of the phones. 
to access yes. that information. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Do, you re do you remember uh, uh, Folding at Home and uh, uh, Steve Allen's uh, SETI project? Not uh, aware of uh, search for extraterrestrial life. You used to have a screensaver back in the 90s that would use your computing power to to do Fourier analysis. I'll have to research that, Dave. I'm not familiar. Yeah, no, that's that was all part of, of the communicator. That was, uh, we had uh, actually already broke through and were able to use uh, home computers that were on dial-up modems to build supercomputers. And that's exactly what World Freedom Network will do. When we launch, any person who visits the page, any page that you visit automatically has the ability to store three gigabytes of data on your phone and use up to 10% of your phone without any permission. Okay, So we can use up to 10% of every person on the phone on, on, this, on that page. You know, any page, doesn't matter as long as it's dot, dot French fry on the end. And it connects you to the network and routes both the data, the storage of all the phones, and the processing power of all the phones. So, for instance, doing the calculation with 100 million users, it would take just over 15 seconds to solve all blockchains, all coins. And it doesn't matter if it's a Fed coin or a WEF coin or, you know, a China coin, doesn't matter. It, it makes all the cryptocurrencies obsolete immediately because they all can be solved. So once the entire blockchain is solved, there is no way to pay somebody for doing the processing. It makes it impossible to clear it because nobody's going to be giving free electricity to process the transaction. Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Visit our sponsors, SmokeAndJays.com. Everything for your smoke and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.